Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Well, hi there. It's good to be here. Glad. It's lovely to be together. So, what kind of wildlife have you seen lately? Well, a few days ago, we we're hanging out in our backyard and there's a little golf, golf toad. So, what, two inches, two, three inches, hopping around. He did not like, he or she, I don't know if it's boy or girl, did not like that we were very interested in it, trying to help it along. Yeah, went out to spray off the back patio and it popped out and then mm, kind of finds a place else to be. <laughs> what about you? We went on a drive recently and there was several dead armadillos, which in turn resulted in us seeing lots of vultures. So many vultures. It's always kind of surprising how big they are as you drive by. It's like, oh, there they are. Remember the first time we went on a, saw one on a walk after we had moved here. That was only like 20, 30 feet away of like, no, nah, I'm not moving off of this kill. Nope. And it was the, it's a big bird. Yes. <laughs> they are definitely not afraid of humans. So what are we going to learn about today? Today we are going to learn about the Northern Harrier. Oh, this one goes by many names. Yes, it does. Tell us about it. So it's also known as a marsh hawk, the American Harrier, the Hen Harrier, and Ringtail Hawk. Uh, it's the only Harrier in North America, and so I think colloquially it's known by different names as people see it. There are several in parts of Europe and Asia, but how do we identify this Northern Harrier Hawk? And what did we use to identify it when we found it? <laughs> so they are slender. They're a medium-sized raptor. They have long, um, broad wings. They're about 18 to 20 inches in length, and they weigh between 10 and 26 ounces. They have a really interesting face. It's kind of a flat owl-like face, and they have a small, sharp, hooked bill. And with their long wings... And they also have a long tail. Their wingspan is about 38 to 40 inches. We saw them at a preserve in New Mexico. And it was a little strange because the head looks like an owl, but it's obviously not an owl. And we saw probably a juvenile. So their coloring's different. So the males are gray above and white below. And the females and immature adults are brown, and all of them have a white patch along their rump, and it's easy to see that during the flight. And so we were <laughs> very engaged in figuring out what this animal was that we saw. Yeah, first time we had seen one, it was out over kind of a marshy, swampish area. Mm -hmm. We were driving around, like, what is that? And it just flies really low mm -hmm. and swoops back and forth, and we could see the tail, the white stripe first, and we're like, okay, what is that? A raptor, what is that bird? And then when we saw the front, we were like, wait, what? That doesn't look like a raptor. It looks like an owl. Yeah. So if you're curious, the one we saw, go visit our website. There's a picture of it there. They're really pretty. And they are. we got fortunate because they were definitely skittish and not interested because I'd pull up my binoculars and Blaine would have his camera. And as soon as they would see us, pay attention to it, they would take off. Yeah. And so we were fortunate that this one... And they blend in really well with the surroundings. They really do. So it's it's a lovely looking bird. 
So you can find these uh, harriers in wide open spaces. They run from the Arctic tundra of North America down through the Caribbean and Central America. If there are grasslands and wetlands with low, thick vegetation, they will probably be there prowling for some food. They breed in freshwater and brackish marshes, lightly grazed meadows, old fields, tundra, dry upland prairies, drained marshlands, high desert shrub, and riverside woodlands across Canada and the northern United States. Ours was kind of, I'd say maybe high desert shrub mixed with mm-hmm. grassland was kind of where we saw them. During winter, they use a range of habitats with low vegetation, which ours was during the winter that helped us find it, including deserts, coastal sand dunes, pasture lands, croplands, dry plains, grasslands, old fields, estuaries, old floodplains, and marshes. It's definitely where we saw it. So what are some of its behaviors to help kind of see it if you, as close as you get us through the binoculars like we were? <laughs> yeah. Um, they fly with their wings kind of in a V shape. They hold it in that V shape above the horizon and they fly low over the ground when they're hunting and they weave back and forth across the fields and marshes, watching and listening for their, you know, small animals or the prey that they go after. They eat on the ground and they perch on low posts or trees and they really pretty low, like yeah. eight foot and under. Yeah. Everywhere that we saw them, they were. They maybe were only like three or four feet off the ground. Um, They migrate south from places that have lots of snowfall. Most males have one or two mates at a time, but can have up to five when food is abundant. The males woo the females with sky dancing displays that can reach over a thousand feet into the air and covering more than half a mile in area. We didn't see that. We did not see that. A male or female will pick the nesting site and both defend it very vigorously, which is very common with raptors. A males will chase away other males and females will chase away other females. And then the males and females do aerial food exchanges during the nesting time. The male will go hunt and bring back food toward the nest. As it gets near, it calls to the mate and she flies up to catch the prey he drops while flying by flipping upside down in midair. Once the young are old enough, both parents hunt, and the young do the aerial food exchange, although less expertly. Yeah. So in the unique birds, there's not a lot of birds that will do that Mm-mm. aerial food transfer, but these are one of those birds. I bet right now, in the spring, since... There's probably a lot of that. Yeah, it's a shame we can't go see it. Nests are usually concealed on the ground in vegetation from grasslands or wetlands and dense clump of vegetation so things like willows grasses sedges reeds bulrushes and cattails the males will start the building finding a nest platform but the females usually finish it and arrange the nesting material just the way they like it the platform is made up of thick stocked plants and this from the surrounding area so cattails willows things like that and then the inner lining is made up of grasses or sedge or materials like that. It usually takes them one to two weeks to build, and it's usually 16 to 24 inches across and two to eight inches tall. And then on the outside and then on the inside, it's usually eight to 10 inches across and maybe two to four inches deep, so not super deep. So what gets put in the nest? They have one brood per year, and they their clutch is about four to five eggs, which is a pretty decent size. Um, the each- incubation period for the eggs is about a month and they are nestlings for about two weeks baby harriers are called 
ayas, not chicks, like other birds, which is interesting. But still a lot of places online just call them chicks, so depends on how snooty you want to be. <laughs> That's not a chick, it's an aya. <laughs> Things that they have to watch out for, being on the ground and close to the ground, their predators include coyotes, feral dogs, striped skunks, raccoons, red foxes, crows, ravens, and great horned owls. And they also have to watch out for livestock and deer that'll sometimes trample the eggs or the nestlings underfoot because they build them right there on the ground. Yeah, that makes sense. So what kind of things are they looking for to eat? They're kind of owl-like. Unlike other hawks, they rely heavily on their sense of hearing in addition to sight to capture the prey. They eat small mammals, reptiles, amphibians, birds, including songbirds, which seems to be some of their favorites. So, a couple of fun facts. In winter, they'll roost in groups on the ground, and sometimes it'll even be with short-eared owls, which they look kind of similar. Mm -hmm. And so they'll gather together into groups and roost. They also are one of the few raptors that, partly because of the flat face, they use their hearing with hunting an awful lot. Juvenile males will have pale greenish-yellow eyes, while juvenile females have dark chocolate-brown eyes. The eye color of both sexes changes gradually to a lemon yellow by the time they reach adulthood. So that's one of the ways you can tell how old it is as they gaze deeply into each other's eyes. (laughs) What other fun facts did we find? So they normally hunt mostly small mammals and small birds, but they are capable of taking bigger prey like rabbits and ducks. And they sometimes subdue larger animals by drowning them. Um, The oldest northern harrier on record was a female, and she was roughly 15 years, four months old when she was captured and released in 2001 by a bird bander in Quebec. She was banded in New Jersey in 1986. It's impressive. And they can reach speeds of 25 miles per hour, but prefer to soar low and slow. Low and slow. (laughs) Check it out. And keep your eyes out. They are, this was one of our funner finds. Yeah, it's a surprising new animal for us. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talk about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and Get Outside Daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature.